It's around 3 a.m. in Kauma, one of the low-income areas, LOIAs, in Malawi's capital, Ilongwe. Elbe Matengula, in her late 50s, together with other women in the area, is already clamoring for water at one of the unprotected wells in the area. She says fighting among women as they scramble for water is a common sight around here. It is hard to get water from this well, especially at this time of the year. Sometimes we even go to the extent of fetching water at night from the water kiosks. Otherwise, we rely on this dirty water here. It is really hard. It's hard to understand because we usually see water taps in other places. We want government to bail us out. Of course, we try to boil the water sometimes before use. Otherwise, most of the times, we use it as it is. Matengula, who looks worn out, says that apart from a water kiosk in the area, the only reliable community water source is a muddy well. Matengula, who lives in the dirty lanes of Kauma, is typical of families from LOIAs around here. They spend much of their time scavenging for water from unprotected sources because the crippled economy means they cannot afford to buy water from Lilonge Water Board kiosks, that's the community water selling points. Another common problem occurs when the Water Utility Board doesn't install any of these kiosks in an area, or when those who are meant to run the kiosks don't show up for work. Today, the taps at one kiosk, which are meant to provide water for hundreds every day, are dry and have been since morning. There is no sign of the water kiosk attendant. The women say it's not the first time. When the attendant is a no-show, the women, some with babies trapped to their backs, must flock to the shallow wells or rivers nearby for dirty alternatives. Back at the well, with Matengula, young mother Eliza Zidana explains. We have nowhere else to get the water from. No boreholes, no wells. This is our only source of water. It is true, we have a water kiosk over there, but then water only comes out at night from the taps. In the morning, not everyone manages to draw water from the taps at the kiosk. Once we draw the water from this well here, we use it like any other water. No one thinks about boiling it. We simply use it like any other water. This is an ever bigger problem than usual when water is so crucial for sanitation to keep coronavirus at bay. But it's hardly a new concern for the people of Kauma. At one point in 2017, the area received water only at night for eight months. It was also 
pummeled by an outbreak of cholera in 2018. Grace Richard lost her nine-year-old son to the disease during that outbreak. The trauma of the event is still etched on her face today. Manai the child started suffering from diarrhea around 9 p.m. and then later began vomiting too. I told my husband that we had to take the child to the hospital for treatment as the situation was rapidly getting worse. We hired a minibus to take us to Gamazo Central Hospital, but unfortunately, we were told that the baby had already died of cholera. All this because of the dirty water that we get directly from Nilonga River. Andikauma is not the only community begging for clean, reliable water. In Mitengo, which recorded 16 cholera cases in 2018, both the water distribution process and the alternative water sources used by the community have proven to be health hazards. At times, as in the wake of that outbreak, others must step in to help. UNICEF Malawi and other organizations distributed safe water in Mitengo every day. It's the same no matter where you go. Lilongwe's LOIAs aren't just struggling economically, they are water poor. In Area 36, block leader Mwenyekondo his real name, Lemison Banda, says the streets around his home of 40 years are known for a foul smell, thanks to water and sanitation problems. The situation here, in one of Lilongwe's oldest areas, was better once. We had a waterboard kiosk, which catered for the whole area since the population was small. But now we have more people yet the supply still remains a single kiosk built in the 1980s. They have sought answers and support from the Little Water Board, but these are often met with unclear and confusing explanations from the officials. The story is the same in Mtsiriza, but with a twist. While Mtsiriza's residents battle broken taps at water kiosks and take their chances with unprotected water sources, there, across the road, neighbors in Area 47 report rare and brief outages. Block leader Mwenyekondo and his neighbors in Area 36 can't get any straight answers from the Lilongota board. Hoping for a better outcome, we set off to interview the board's then-acting CEO, Moses Mwenye. Yes, he says he knows what is happening. He has seen it firsthand. I have personally gone to such areas, and uh, I must uh, say that uh, yeah, the, you can actually see the need, um, and you can see uh, the challenges that uh, some uh, households are, are facing. And um, uh, it's sad, but uh, we need to uh, work together uh, with relevant stakeholders and, and government inclusive to see how best we can ensure that uh, such low-income uh, uh, households uh, access water just as uh, everyone else in the city. Part of the blame, he suggests, lies with residents themselves. Most of the households in LIAs have not applied for individual water installation, even though the Lilongota board supplies these areas. 
but he concedes other solutions must also be considered. Mwenye says the Water Utility Body has plans in the pipeline to bail out the capital's water-poor citizens. We have a plan uh, in which uh, we would want to have as many kiosks as possible. And going forward, uh, we would want to make sure that what they pay at the kiosks should be the same as what they would pay if they were to get this water directly uh, as, as uh, in their own homes. The Lirongoto board is also banking on the multi-million dollar World Bank-funded Lilongwe Water and Sanitation Project, LOWSP, which it says will benefit half a million residents of Malawi's capital city and surrounding areas through improved water services and safely managed sanitation. The implementation of the project is on course, says Mwenye. The very, very first uh, component was to rehabilitate the network. So we have done rehabilitation of, of the network because our network was built long ago. Um, so many pipes that uh, were rotten, uh, pipes I think that were bursting now and again. So through this project we have managed to replace uh, the piping network in the, in the city. And then going forward, we should now be looking at increasing uh, production. How we are going to do that is to construct uh, another treatment plant. At the moment, we have two treatment plants. The project will also allow for the upgrading of 142 kilometers of existing distribution network and expand the distribution network by about 186 kilometers to areas of the city not currently served by piped water. Lilongwe's story is all too common on the continent. Studies of water supply for other African cities point to the same issues again and again, inequalities in access, reliability and affordability. And here, as elsewhere, people spend a great deal of time and energy searching for water. This has negative health and economic effects. Clearly, if families in places like Lilongwe are spending more time and energy just to access water than to work, it is a setback to national development. And surely authorities in a country where only two in three people have clean water need to do something as a matter of urgency.